welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people, verses, hadith, etc. They're all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But when you listen to longer form episodes, the notes are meant to be a resource and an aid. Number two. I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday I send out a short email called Coexist Ruminations that shares what I'm working on and reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to makingsenseofislam.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for tuning in again for another episode. So today I want to talk about conflict, perspective, and time. And hopefully that will be clear or will become more clear uh, as we get into it. It's very common that when we gather as friends, family, community, we discuss issues that concern us. We like to hear the opinions of others to see if we're on the same page or in fact there are real differences of opinions. And because most of us are on social media, we see this, I think, even more frequently. Uh, And we see this with political discussions even, that it's uh, so easy to comment about what is being said publicly by political officials or by popular people or influencers, etc. But the power of social media has allowed us to discover the opinions that we have about a whole host of issues. And, and unfortunately, oftentimes, this also means that conflict, differences of opinions, is a part of that. And that's sort of where I'm going. Why are some people so passionate about issues that we might not care about, and vice versa? Why are people willing to fight with one another, indeed, oftentimes go to war against one another, based on ideas? And I think one of the main answers to that is that it is because we do not share the same perspective and opinion on these issues and what those perspectives and opinions entail. Easier said than done. However, to understand this and to be immune from it, so here I'm making the assumption that this is a negative, so to to be immune from this type of destructive conflict and difference of opinions, it's important to understand another topic that is related yet essential, and that is the, the, the issue of perspective and its related topic, the issue of time. Part of our belief as Muslims is that God was and there was nothing with him. And this is actually the text of a hadith in which the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Can Allah wa la ma? God was and nothing was with him. So this means that everything that came to be associated with the created world was created by God and therefore subject to certain rules, parameters, judgments, and limits. One of these is the dimension of time. We often forget this because we too are subject to these limitations and therefore we we take it for granted. Our attitude on time oftentimes impacts our various perspectives on issues. And the greatest manifestation of this in the Qur'an and in a way that I think would be easy for us to understand what I'm getting at, is God's frequent discussion on the issue of the hereafter. 
the Qur'an is replete with verses that talk about the hereafter, as particularly the Meccan verses. In the beginning of the revelation, there are a lot of verses that talked about either the torment of the hellfire or the uh, gifts of, of everlasting life in paradise. And the hour is near, and the hour is coming near, the sign of the hours, replete. It's a, one of the major themes of the Qur'an. Verse after verse, verse underscores this important fact. Yet at the same time, God in the Qur'an acknowledges that most people will not get it. God says in the Quran, Indeed, they see it as something far away, but we see it as something close. And that's what I mean by time. Here God is the author of these verses, the author of this warning, and telling us there's one fact, but there are two perspectives to that fact. Most people will see this as something really far away meaning it's a long time away, a long far distance away. But we, the, the royal we in this verse, God saying, but we see it as something close. Because of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the theological perspective is outside the, the dimension of time. So there is no past, present and future. It's all as it, as it were one, one moment. And I, I don't want to get into that, but that's sort of a basic understanding of the verse. So there's a difference of pr perspective. And this difference is based on time. People who think they have all the time in the world, you know, either you can look at it as that they're lazy, too lazy to do something, or they're motivated to, too lazy to do something or motivated to do something, as this verse uh, mentions. So it's so far away, so I don't need, I'm not motivated, uh, I'm lazy towards doing something about the verses that talk about the hereafter because I'm seeing them as something far away. Or the reverse is based on your perspective of time. If you see this as something close, you're going to be hyper-focused on the day-to-day, -day, the minutia based on that perspective. Because you see this as something, you know, if you felt like those verses spoke to you and this is talking about something that's going to happen today, then you're going to be hyper-focused on every moment between now and when you think this event is going to happen. So the same thing, the same situation is occurring when we have a difference of opinion based on anything. So if we just park the religious stuff for a second and we think about the day-to-day, -day, if somebody's talking about something and you interpret that as being something abstract, too, uh, you know, obtuse, so far out there, not going to happen, uh, it's something way in the few, very small possibility that this is going to happen, you're going to be too lazy to be motivated to do something about that. Be like, whatever. That's sort of what you say, whatever. But if, the, if, the, if your perspective is like, oh my God, this is crazy, this is a disaster, this is serious, this is imminent, etc., etc., you are going to not only do something about it, you, you might ignore everything else because you see this as something imminent. You see this as something about to happen. It's just moments away. It's serious implications. So you're going to act. Now, you can understand from, from these two points of view where conflict uh, can happen. Because if you think that something is imminent and the other person doesn't, the person that sees something as imminent can become frustrated with the person that sees that this is far away or, or crazy talk. And then this is sort of where the conflict happens, or vice versa. The person that sees this as abstract, not really serious, can 
criticize the person that's overreacting. We even say that over, you're overreacting. Calm down. Take it easy. You know, why are you obsessed with this issue, etc. So, in this case, if we are, we see something as serious, we are not taking the perspective of we have all the time in the world. We're taking the perspective of this is something imminent about to happen. We have the tendency that we can inflate something that is really in reality small. Now, in the case of the verses of the hereafter, that's not the case. I mean, from a theological point of view, that's something that we should always be preparing for, and we have a whole literature and tradition related to that. But here, if we talk about and we think about our day-to-day life, oftentimes people that have the perspective that's a little bit more narrow, they can take small things and inflate them to a larger scale. When we go back to our tradition to draw some lessons for this topic, we notice that the Prophet, peace be upon him, he was a man of great perspective. God refers to him in the Qur'an as somebody looking into the heavens. So his perspective was very lofty. His perspective was always God and the world to come. And when you have this kind of insight all the time, your discussions and opinions are very different than those of other people. And the thing about perspective is that the higher your perspective is, the further you can see. Just like in the physical world, if you, if you sit on a, standing on a flat plane, you can see X number of kilometers or miles ahead of you. But if you elevate yourself several hundred feet or, or several meters in the air, you can see further. Your perspective, your physical eyesight, your perspective is further. Well, it's the same thing with your thinking perspective. The higher your thinking perspective is, the further into the future you can see. And that was the perspective of the Prophet, peace be upon him. We don't have any hadith about the Prophet arguing with the companions on mundane issues. You know, there was no argument about how a particular meal was cooked, how a particular garment was hemmed, how somebody's house was. We don't find really hadith that talk about that, meaning we don't find the Prophet, peace be upon him, in the perspective or in the situation in which he's arguing about those things that we would now call, or now we would we would rightfully refer to as you know day to day and mundane, because his perspective was loftier than that. So he was looking further than the immediate things, and he would argue, or he would see, or it would be correct for us to deduce that he would see these day to day and these mon- mundane things as fleeting and passing, meaning that they are what they are. It's the way the, of the human condition. There are certain things that we can't get out of based on our human condition. And therefore, there's no, you know, no utility of dwelling endlessly on them. Not that they are to be ignored, but that there's no point of dwelling on them and overreacting and inflating them. And his perspective, this, this strategic perspective that he had, it played a major uh, role in his life in the seerah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And there's two, let me give you two examples that I think highlight that. One was the Treaty of Al-Hudaybiyah, in which at the time, of course, when we say these things now, we always have the you know, hindsight is, is twenty twenty. So we look at these things now and, and we say, oh, of course, we see the benefit and the wisdom of the Prophet, peace be upon him. But when we narrate these stories, you have to imagine that you were there. So many of the companions, most of them, in fact, thought that the treaty was not fair, not fair for the Muslim side. The fact that anybody that converted and came from Mecca to Medina had to be returned, but the, the opposite wasn't the case. 
you know, all of these type, they weren't able to perform the, their hajj that year, that they had to break their ihram and uh, pr- prepare to go to hajj the following year. So there was this sense that we are, we've signed a, 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 um, uh, a lopsided deal. But in fact, what happened in, based on that treaty is that the Prophet ﷺ bought the security that he needed from the hostilities of, of the Qurayshis from the south and was able to take his message to an international stage. And this is the year after the treaty in which he, peace be upon him, wrote to all of the heads of states, of the known heads of state of the world, a local you know, Arab uh, monarchies to huge civilizations uh, and empires like the Persian Empire, and the, the Roman Empire, the Eastern or Byzantine Empire, etc. So this was a tremendous strategic move uh, by the Prophet, peace be upon him, again, because his perspective was higher. So he wasn't focused on the immediate. He was seeing something that had a strategic impact in the future. And then the other example uh, is also, uh, again, from the Prophet, Sassam, that is, is his, his opinion based, or his opinion towards the hypocrites, in which the hypocrites, again, were people that professed Islam in Medina, but were secretly colluding with the enemy, selling state secrets, trying to infiltrate the d- defenses of Medina in many of the battles. I mean, some serious criminal stuff. The Prophet Sassam, through Revelation, knew who they were, but he didn't take any action. And when the companions told him, well, just tell us who they are and we'll take care of them, he said, I don't want in the future people to say that Muhammad, peace be upon him, killed his companions because these people outwardly confessed their, you know, their affiliation to the Prophet, peace be upon him. So he saw that there could be a neg- huge negative impact in the future that people will say about the Prophet, peace be upon him. He, and, and maybe in that statement, he's, a, he's alluding to something after his passing. You know, way in the few hundreds of years, thousands of years in the future, people will attack Islam and say this about the Prophet, Sassan. But if somebody outwardly, prima facie, uh, declares their faith, declares their allegiance, we, we, we cannot uh, attack that or rupture that. Again, a very lofty perspective looking into the future. And this is related really to time. When God talks about time in the Qur'an, He teaches us that time is relative. There, there, is, you know, there are uh, days in the realm of the angels that are thousand uh, earth days. There are days in the presence of the Almighty that are 5,000 earth days so time itself is relative and that's why when we die and we are asked the quran says we are asked you know how long did you live the response is yawman aw ba'da yawm it was like a day or, or or part of a day and if you look at the if you do the math of the relativity of those days and years etc when we get there and then we are in the presence of the almighty and we look back our whole life will have been like one or two minutes compared to the time that we are experiencing there so if that's the case, if at the end of all of this, everything that we have done will, will really be as if we have lived two, three minutes, one, we need to make these minutes count, and two, we need to acknowledge that there are many things that we stress out about, that we are, uh, get excited about, that at the end of the day really are not that important. And I think this is one of the hardest lessons in this discussion is that we need to find the strength to, and, I, and I'm speaking really to myself, we need to find the strength to let go of things that are just not that important. Uh, not only to 
it's like baggage, you know, it's like too much to be concerned with all the time that you're worried about this little thing or that little thing. What are they going to say about this? What's somebody going to say about what I'm wearing? How, what are people going to comment when I show up here? Or I do this or I do that. And we consume ourselves with these concerns. But at the end of the day, if we can raise our perspective, if we can remember the idea that time is going to be relative or it is relative, and but we will experience it differently as we progress in our journey towards the Almighty, inshallah. We will look back, if, if, the whole, if our whole life is a couple of minutes, we're not even going to remember or, or, or pay attention to those minor things. But rather we are going to pay attention to the big things that we accomplished, inshallah, and that we did in those few minutes of life that we had. And I think that this is something that, a reminder that we all, all need. You know, more and more, unfortunately, I see a lot of, uh, from the Muslim community, people fighting online about different issues. Uh, hopefully in coming episodes, I want to address some of that specifically, but now just to leave it as a general comment. And often, oftentimes it's really about, about perspective. Another uh, interesting thing or important lesson about perspective that I, I, I think I forgot to mention a little bit earlier, but I want to mention it now, is the importance of history. You know, we have that famous quote that those that do not study history are bound to repeat it. You know, there, there's a reason why we, ha we have, this is a truth, this is a, a fact, that if we don't understand the patterns of the past, we, not only will we, we are repeating them now. And the things that people fight about within the Muslim community are things that have been solved in the past. If you look at the patterns of our community and other historical situations in the past, not just the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, but after him, these things have been sorted out, solved, done. But the fact that we get super excited about them it only means that we are ignorant and almost, one can say, illiterate in our own, uh, our own tradition. So our perspective becomes narrower. It becomes lower. Uh, we, we are not understanding the proper place of things vis-a-vis -vis time, history, etc. So some thoughts about perspective and time. Hopefully some tools that can help us get out of uh, tunnel vision, get out of fighting with one another over things that at the end of the day are not important. I hope this is helpful. Uh, I look forward to discussing some other issues in the coming episodes. Uh, we will be in touch. Take care.